Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, May 1st. I'm Wayne Pratt. The number of COVID-19 patients at hospitals in the St. Louis region is starting to decline, allowing officials to possibly begin modifying stay-at-home orders. The head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force, Dr. Alex Garza, says that information, quote, gives us confidence that we can start planning for reopening the economy and loosening some of the social restrictions. He cautions precautions are still needed, even though it appears the peak of coronavirus cases in the region may have passed. The stay-at-home order for St. Louis remains in effect. That's even though Missouri Governor Mike Parson has announced a plan to reopen the state's economy starting Monday. Eureka officials are adjusting that city's plan to reopen businesses. It will begin May 15th instead of Monday, despite a stay-at-home order in St. Louis County. A modified order takes effect today in Illinois. Residents now have to wear masks or face coverings in public. Washington University is furloughing another 500 employees. Those positions are on the Danforth campus. The announcement follows the furlough of another 1,300 workers at WashU's medical campus. Missouri is extending federal unemployment benefits. Residents who have exhausted their regular benefits could qualify for 13 more weeks of assistance from a federal initiative to help cope with the outbreak. Here are the numbers. Missouri is reporting more than 7,500 COVID-19 cases. There have been roughly 82,000 tests. Nearly 330 people have died. There are nearly 53,000 positive cases in Illinois. Out of almost 270,000 tests, state health officials report more than 2,300 deaths. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports that some nursing homes are not informing families about infected workers and residents. As we mentioned, health officials in the St. Louis area are cautiously optimistic the region will start experiencing more progress when it comes to flattening the curve. The head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force, Dr. Alex Garza, says the number of COVID-19 patients at hospitals is starting to decline to a point where officials could soon modify stay-at-home orders. And so what does this mean? This gives us confidence then uh, that we can start to now start planning for reopening the economy, um, loosening some of those social restrictions uh, because these numbers have been tracking so well with the model. Garza says while the curve appears to be flattening, social distancing and other precautions are still necessary. With health officials ready to think about possibly reopening the St. Louis area economy, the stay-at-home order for the city remains. Mayor Lida Cruzen says, quote, it's just not safe right now to reopen the city of St. Louis. The stay-at-home order is still in effect for St. Louis County. Republican members of the county council want an easing of those restrictions to begin next week. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, that decision rests with County Executive Sam Page. GOP Council members Ernie Trakis, Mark Harder, and Tim Fitch released a plan to start opening places like bars, restaurants, and retail stores on Monday with some restrictions. They want to gradually remove regulations over various establishments over the course of May and June. The three Republicans met Thursday with Page, who has the power to keep the stay-at-home order in place. 
Fitch says businesses around the county need a more defined timetable. What we're talking about doing is looking at it holistically, not just a health issue. We recognize it's a health issue. It's also a humanitarian issue and it's an economic issue. A spokesman for Page called the conversations with the councilman productive and added there will be more information about the county's COVID-19 response in the coming days. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A revised stay-at-home order begins today in Illinois. That's despite some legal challenges. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the outbreak is gradually changing in the state. All these changes represent a shift in our approach to COVID-19, a shift made possible by the millions of Illinoisans who have stepped up by staying home and keeping each other safe. Residents are now required to wear a mask wherever social distancing is not possible. Some state parks and golf courses are allowed to reopen today. Hospitals and surgical centers are now able to conduct certain elective surgeries. Patient volume in St. Louis emergency rooms has dropped by as much as 50 percent during the pandemic. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, even people who are gravely sick are avoiding the hospital for fear they could catch coronavirus. During the coronavirus crisis, health officials have warned people who might have COVID-19 to visit the emergency room only if they have serious respiratory symptoms. But people who suffer heart attacks, strokes, and other dire health problems are also staying away. Dr. Robert Poirier is the clinical chief at the Barnes-Jewish Hospital Emergency Department. He says in recent weeks, several people have died or become permanently disabled because they waited too long to seek help. They're watching what's going on in New York and the chaos and the craziness and all these COVID patients around. Poirier says area hospitals have avoided overloading emergency rooms. He says they've separated potential COVID-19 patients from others so the public doesn't need to worry about contracting the illness. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Thousands of nursing home residents in Missouri and Illinois have caught coronavirus in recent weeks, and some have died. That worries families who fear loved ones are in danger of being exposed. Some facilities are not keeping relatives informed. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports, families and advocates want long-term care officials to tell them what's going on inside their doors. It was mid-April when Tim Disler's sister told him that two residents at their mother's nursing home had tested positive for the coronavirus. His sister says she heard it from their mother's doctor, so Disler called and emailed the director of admissions at Delmar Gardens in Fenton. After a few days, he got her on the phone. When I asked her, I said, do you have any positive COVID cases at the nursing home? And she said, no. And I just kind of stopped and paused for a long time. I'm like, okay, what's, what's really going on here? Disler called the corporate office in Chesterfield, where an official confirmed that two residents had been infected. Shortly after, a nurse told Disler that his 82-year-old mother had tested positive for the virus. Yeah, it's just like, what the heck? I mean, we didn't even know she was swabbed, and, you know, what kind of care have you been giving her? And I asked them, is everybody in, like, these protective gowns with the face masks on and everything like that? I said, have you told her? You know, how did she take it? Disler and many family members want nursing homes to tell them how many residents and workers are infected by the coronavirus and what workers are doing to protect loved ones. Some nursing homes have had major outbreaks. Frontier Health and Rehabilitation in St. Charles has 64 residents who've tested positive and 17 who've died. 
Edwardsville Care Center in Illinois have at least 54 residents who've tested positive and 12 who've died. It's also hard to know if facilities are taking precautions since state health inspectors stop visiting facilities to limit exposure to the virus. Anytime the state takes its eye off nursing homes, they will try to get away with something. David Terry is an attorney who's represented nursing home residents in the St. Louis area for more than 20 years. He says families need information. If you're sitting at home and mom or dad needs to go into a nursing home now, you should have the information available to you on what facilities have residents with COVID-19. Nursing homes will soon have to improve their communication with families. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid plans to require facilities to inform residents and designated family members if other residents or workers test positive for the virus. But how federal officials plan to enforce that is unclear. Many nursing homes have lost employees who've had to quarantine because of exposure to the virus. Marjorie Moore directs Voice, a St. Louis group that advocates for long-term care residents. She says workers are juggling a lot right now. When you've got staff that's tasked with both answering phones and doing patient care, patient care should win out. But at the same time, you've got a lot of family members who have no idea what's going on. So some advocates are calling for Missouri to publicly identify which facilities have workers and residents who've tested positive for the coronavirus. Lenny Jones is the vice president of SCIU Healthcare, a union which represents nursing home workers in Missouri. If you're not honest and truthful with the information and sharing it out when it happens, that's when rumors start. That's when fears start that are not based on fact. Illinois began publicly listing last week which nursing homes have infected residents. And Missouri will start today to identify facilities where at least two people have tested positive. Health officials in both states previously did not want to identify nursing homes because of patient privacy laws. After Tim Disler's mother tested positive for the virus, she was hospitalized for six days. Then she was taken back to her room at Del Mar Gardens, but he wishes she'd stayed at the hospital. He's spoken to her on the phone a few times, but sometimes she's too weak to talk. Yeah, it's hard because we can't see her. We can't, you know, and sometimes we can talk to her and sometimes we can't. Disler hopes his mother will pull through, but in the meantime, he'll keep calling the nursing home to make sure she's okay. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Cosseres edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.